0: At some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds.
1: The show live on twitch every tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m pacific and beyond into the post game i'm producer dave and you can find me damn near anywhere uh my co-hosts are on we'll call it san jose music time so i'm uh, joined by a good friend of mine from the san jose music scene what's up man who are you and how you doing
2: hey i'm phil good man how you doing dave good it's good to see you again I was digging that song, man. I was like transported to like 93, 94 at the Ajax, the Agenda in downtown San Jose when the you know the big acid jazz thing was was the whole thing. That, that, yeah, the, cool that was verse. He's there. the uh,
1: he's yeah. the uh, uh, bassist from Rebels, from Rebel's Camp, and yeah. he took the bass line from uh, I think their song called "Lost in the Groove," and then like flipped it around and yeah, reworked it as like yeah. kind of a little more electronic, a little more like kind of a dance jam. So.
2: Nice, yeah, that was cool. Dug it.
1: Yeah, if you're creating electronic music, it turns out it's also really helpful if you're a bassist.
2: <laughs> well, usually, yeah. I mean, as long as you're pretty well-schooled in a variety of instruments, you know, but computers are also very helpful in that regard. Very helpful. <laughs>
1: so maybe some of our people don't know anything about you. Can you uh, tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and how you came to be here?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, I was a drummer in a Colorado-based punk rock band for many years. Uh was a KFJC disc jockey for about six years disc jockey at KSJO for about two years. Uh, the big rock radio station back in the day. And, uh, you know, just kind of been part of the music scene. then I had a podcast based out of San Francisco, um, back in the, you know, late to, you know, 2009, 2010 that ran for about eight or nine years. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of been a big part of the, the Barry scene. I always try to support the Barry bands and, you know, make sure that people find out about them, and you know, try to give them as much of a platform as possibly can. Actually, late, the, the the latest thing I've been involved in, and I'm definitely so wearing the shirt, is the uh, the good old Sofa Music Festival. Now that it's gone virtual, they brought me on board to kind of help with some of the technical aspects of it and stuff. And so, uh, we're gearing up to do the uh, third virtual version in uh, April on the 25th. So we're starting to book bands and stuff for that. So it should be a good good time.
1: Hey, Rob Lee D, thanks for the follow. Hope you enjoyed the the kitty you got when you followed us. Um, yeah, that's that's been a, uh, it's pretty useful uh, having having you know you you not only like just have a basic understanding of, of computers and how they work, but you also worked in a tele you also work in teleconferencing. So
2: yeah, you have, like, a I little mean, that's, deeper that's understanding. <laughs> that's what I do for my day job. Is yeah, I work in the the teleconferencing uh, arena, as it were, and uh, getting getting people set up with all the various technologies for their people to do that, which has become all the more uh, crucial with the shelter in place and so many more people working from home. And, you know, and uh, from the sounds of it, a lot of the Silicon Valley companies are going to kind of go continue down that track as it is. And, and, you know, there's a pretty high likelihood that a lot of the tech companies in the area are going to end up just kind of being a lot more flexible in terms of their, their working from home, uh, rules and whatnot, you know, and so we have to make sure we have the technologies that are able to support all these people that are now hogging up a bunch of bandwidth with video and audio and all that good stuff.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, man. Like, um, I think people are learning a little bit about their internet uh, provider too, throughout all this. They're like, what do you mean I, I paid for 600? What do you mean I have eight going the other way?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how, that's how the ISPs kind of get you too, is they hit you with this big download number and everybody thinks that you're going to have screaming fast connections, which is great if you're like streaming movies, but going the other direction, it's, you know, it's all about upload speed. And if you're getting 600 down, but you're only getting like eight or nine up then yeah, I mean you'll you'll have a pretty decent call quality, but maybe not the best.
1: <laughs> you'll have a you'll have a good call quality if it's only you and you're connected via a cable.
2: <laughs> yeah. That is true. And that's the other thing a lot of people don't consider too, is all the static and stuff. And, you know, it made even, I mean, we're not totally talking about local music, but I mean, it's made even worse by the fact that you have so many people in the household and everybody's connected and, you know, your kids are on virtual, you know, in a virtual classroom and they're hogging up bandwidth and your spouse or your partner, whoever is also hogging up. I mean, it's, it has put a big strain and we, and we, you know, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of support st- sport tickets, from people just assuming that it was the the backend systems that were having problems, and you're like, well, no, it's probably because you and your n- entire neighborhood are all in the same pipeline, and you guys are all using far more bandwidth than you usually do, and you're just, you know, you're causing a strain at the ISP level. So, I mean, I think some of the companies have done a little bit of a better job in terms of opening up their pipes and stuff, but you know, it's still always always a bit of an issue.
1: Well, I mean, to bring it back to local music, too, the 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 challenge that the local musicians were facing. On doing any sort of live gig yeah. are those same set of challenges, except
2: yeah. except
1: like the thing is, if you're in like a voice call like for work and your audio cuts out for a couple seconds, people can just wait. But if you're playing your song, man, that just disrupts the whole fucking flow, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, and then they then the, your viewers bounce and you end up with nobody, and that and that's the thing too is, you know, I mean, it's I, I found it kind of interesting here too, considering that you know, such with the, the Sofa Fest was that you know you have so many bands that are you know, have been around technology for such a long period of time. And yet they just really didn't have the tools at their disposal to, uh, to understand what it takes to put out a good stream. And you're right. I mean, if you don't have that quality of stream, if you don't have a nice picture. If you don't have decent sound, you're going to lose viewership. I mean, there are people who will get frustrated. And so it's important to kind of understand what the limitations are and what you can do at the home level to kind of combat that in terms of what kind of gear to get and things like that. You know, and so many people think it's just as simple as just calling into a Facebook live thing on their iPhone and that's going to give them a decent thing, but it's not, you know I mean? Just like, just like going in the studio, you know, it's like, there's a reason you don't, just set up your analog cassette recorder in the middle of your bedroom and try to record an album because it's not going to sound very good you go to a studio so you can have professionals that know what they're doing and then and can present your art in the, the you know brightest light possible
1: you know the the flip side of this too is just watching a couple people like figure this out in real time was pretty amazing like yeah. <laughs> sakura was having some problems and all of a sudden boom just perfect Sweet Haya now, the Nahal and Austin thing they did recently uh from yeah. home. I know they did one at Art Boutique as well, but the one they did from home, that was real good because they t- kind of took the time and were running her through a Daw and
2: like Yeah. And I and I think that I think it speaks a lot to Yeah, and I'm not trying to demean, you know, musicians that may not have as much of an interest into diving into the technical side of things. I get it can be kind of daunting at times, but I think it does speak a bit to you know, the, the group or the person's passion in terms of trying to put out the, the, the best product that they can, which I know is kind of a nasty word in music, but it's still, you know, at the end of the day, they put out the best art quality as they possibly can, you know, and that's, I think that's a key thing in today's day and age, because at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it can be used as such a great money-making tool, you know, especially until until we find out when live shows are going to be coming back, which, you know, hopefully is sooner rather than later. But even so, the, the live concert uh, landscape is going to be completely different. You know, even once everybody's vaccinated and stuff, I'm still it's going to be a, a slower ramp up in terms of getting people there. So in the meantime, you may as well try to put out some put out some music and try to generate some income while, while you're at it, especially if, if music is your primary source of money
1: yeah you know and the other thing is like some people like even the lead singers of bands aren't super comfortable doing a lot of like talking with the audience and i think like one of the important things the people that i've seen do pretty well uh chris sonko for example um his stream isn't even about music i mean it's about music he plays songs and stuff but he's got all this other stuff going on and he's yeah. interacting with his chat you know sakura was doing a lot of talking with people reading the chat reading off messages answering people and i think some people like it takes a little while to like get used to talking to nobody kind of, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I mean, but it's kind of the same thing with radio. I mean, radio has been the same way also is that you're, you're here and you're, you're, you know, you're there talking into a microphone and you got no idea who's listening or what the responses are because you're not getting any kind of instant feedback from the audience. You know, you don't know if they're enjoying what you're, what you're talking about. The only way you can tell really is watching the numbers go up and down. You know, (laughs) If, if all of a sudden you've got a big peak and now it drops off, then, okay, what was I talking about in that, timeframe to cause people to, to want to leave. And I think, I think that's a lesson that that people are starting to learn in general too, for, you know, not just from the music standpoint, but for, for YouTubers is in people who do that type of, uh, that, that type of, uh, broadcast essentially is, is, you know, learning what kind of content and how long can you hold somebody's attention for, And, uh, you know, and like I said, what type of content will people, are people really interested in Look, at you, are you reaching out to an audience is bigger than just your immediate friends or your family members and things like that. And, and, you know, and and that's something I think that's kind of the, the next step is performers and musicians and whatnot move into this digital realm is, is starting to understand a little bit about data analytics and examining the numbers and, and seeing if you can use those to your advantage.
1: Right. Like, are you finding uh, as maybe as a San Jose artist, are you finding like by looking at things that a lot of people in Colorado are tuned in for whatever reason? Are you finding that? Yeah. Are you finding that like your audience, uh, like on the Internet, isn't primarily local? You know, that's that's good information to have. It It's not bad or good or it's just good information to have if you're like, OK, well, you know, and then that gives you some insight as to maybe why when you go out and do shows locally, maybe, maybe you get not the response you're wanting because, you know, local scenes kind of develop and have their own kind of feel and whatnot, but then maybe you're less discouraged if you don't get the response you want at the local shows, because you're able to, to broadcast, record, put it out there and people in other places, you know, are are more interested in it maybe than people are locally. And that's like actually good for somebody who feels like they're not getting the response they need locally, you know?
2: Oh, totally. And the thing is, I think, I think the uh, music scene, much like the weather, (laughs) you know, is, is this tapestry of microclimates, you know, and, and there are different pockets uh, around the country of different genres. Like, you know, you go out to Sacramento, which is what, like two hours away from us, you know, and they still have a very thriving hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, you know, seeing out there, which, which kind of faded out here in, in San Jose, you don't nearly have as much of that. And, And you might go, just different cities around the world. And they have all these like little pockets of things that are, that are, that are uh, really popular with the citizens of that, of that area. And yeah, sure. I mean, you might have a band here that maybe doesn't appeal to the San Jose audience, but if you can open yourself up to a more of a global audience and you might find uh, there are cities around the globe where they're really into what it is, what it is that you're, you're putting out there. I found it, I mean, I don't know if I think you, I think you, you may have posted it was that, um, uh, what was it called? Radio garden. Um, so it's a, that I think you, I think you saw that, right. The whole, where it's a globe and you just kind of spin it around and there's oh, like yeah. little green dots all over the place and you click on it. You can listen to radio from like Zimbabwe, you know I mean? It's yeah. amazing. Like how, how, how far out you can put your, how you can put your, your, your art, you know, I mean the, the, the world is literally your oyster at this as, as cliche as that is, but that it's really the truth at this, at this point, you know,
1: no, I, and, I think I don't remember who posted it, but I, I was commenting on it that I had submitted.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it was either mine or a mutual friend of ours or something. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody
1: we know. But yeah, it's a, you know, and the like. Another thing is, I think like more, more of the musicians are going to have a little bit of an understanding of production because they've had to put together something live that doesn't sound like shit. So yeah, it's not like they're going to know more than the engineer, but they'll be able to speak a language to some extent that the engineer might understand. Where where they're not, you know, maybe getting what they want. Where they're like, oh, I need a little more of this or. Oh, that sounds yeah. good, but our our sound is this. They might be able to, you know, talk just a little bit more, you know, uh, like fluently to an engineer or producer or whatever, too. So,
2: and these- as somebody who, who was a, f- a previous sound engineer, you know, <laughs> I, I think I'll, I'd appreciate that a lot more that they're starting to really learn. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, how to talk that language, which is which is shortens you know, not, shortens
1: interactions, makes yeah. better use of time in the studio,
2: and end up with a better mix at the end of the day because you're able to really hone in on exactly what it is you're looking for.
1: Right, and if the engineer explains why they can't do it, you might understand, or why they yeah, shouldn't exactly. do it, you might understand why. There's all kinds
2: of- <laughs> the constant battle of, well, the reason they can't hear your vocals is because the guitars on stage are cranked up so much that I don't even have them in the PA, and they're still drowning you out.
1: <laughs> right, I just don't have the wattage to do I just this.
2: don't have the wattage to push. To-
1: <laughs> or if I turn you up anymore, we're going to feed back because that's yeah, the way exactly. microphones and PAs work. Yeah exactly and i'm sorry about the placement of the microphone in the pa here it wasn't my choice
2: (laughs) or i also wasn't the person that built the room that's like concrete floors and all glass and brick and (laughs) all these like highly reflective surfaces
1: (laughs) so i got some new music this week i got this uh song called shelter in place and peace from kevlar knuckler of uh mars cantina and uh the uh oh god they have these cool songs about ufos um nice oh god i forget the name of the fuck now i, I play the shit out of their music too anyway it's it by kev it's by kevlar knuckler a super nice guy I've been on the show smokes Halloween and works out at laguna seca raceway so uh <laughs> we'll rock this and we'll be right back hopefully uh hopefully our friends who are on san jose music time will start showing up <laughs> it's called shelter in place and peace i did not know what to expect that was a, that was super chill i like that a lot i think maybe you're muted
2: sorry i am sorry about that uh, <laughs> i'm not i'm not super well versed in like all the different electronic subgenres but that seemed very uh maybe trancey is that would would
1: yeah, tran- fall like- into that range Trance music is a fucking shit ton faster than that. But yeah, it's like, the, oh, is it
2: really? The, yeah,
1: the, <laughs> the, synth, the synth stuff though is definitely like sort of in that with a lot of arpeggios and like pads and stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. You yeah. think with a name like trance, it wouldn't be very fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, trance is like 140, 145 beats a minute. Wow. People on Damn. ecstasy, dude. People on ecstasy. <laughs> oh,
2: that's also true. That is also true. I can't, can't quite remember my, uh, my rave days in the <laughs> late eighties, early nineties.
1: We've got, we've got uh, Adam Rainstopper in the chat talking about how to get rid of feedback at a, at a venue. He's like, stop cupping the mic, turn down all your stacks. You don't need your shit
2: turned all the way up. Yeah. The constant battle for us poor uh, sound engineers is, yeah, constantly like, yeah, you don't have to be full blast. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. The PA's got enough power to, to cover you.
1: Uh, I think things sound better if more of it's coming out of the PA, if the PA is in good condition.
2: Yeah, but I think there's a lot to be said, you know, because I mean, I'm in in a band now and I mean, and having been in bands before is that, you know, I think guitarists really like to have that feel of the air being pushed at them from their stacks, you know, because they don't really they don't they're not really hearing it from the mains and you usually don't turn the guitar super high on the monitors because that can cause all kind of distortion and nastiness so i think for them it's like the only real way they can they can hear themselves to have their their stacks like cranked up uh, up to 11
1: yeah everybody everybody's not rich with any of your monitors and
2: shit right i know Most of the gigs I played, I'd be happy if I had a wedge, (laughs) especially being a drummer. I'd be like, yeah, just point your guitar cab somewhere in my general direction. I'll just play off of what you're playing.
1: (laughs) It's like, dude, I'm playing off of what you're playing. (laughs) Yeah, What's up, Ghostly Dumpling? Yeah, we're we're doing a little music talk tonight, rocking some local jams. Uh, 10 p.m. Pacific or so, we'll uh, switch over to the regular Insanity probably. Depends on how it goes. Usually it takes 30, 45 minutes, an hour for uh, any of the musician people to show up. Um,
2: <laughs> I know this is like, it's like dinner time for them.
1: That's fine. I'm usually eating dinner right now too. I ate a little early though. So if you had to guess, like at this point, cause we have a lot kind of, we're starting to get some information, especially about California and the Bay area. Uh, if you had to guess, when do you think like you will start seeing events, even with limited capacity?
2: Um, I'm hoping by mid to late fall is what I think is going to end up happening. And I think it's definitely going to be limited to capacity. I'm guessing the venues will probably have to run at some sort of like 10 to 20%. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, how they're going to handle like vaccines. You know I mean? There's a lot of talk about whether or not you're going to try to require people to carry a vaccine card with them, which I think is a little, uh, <laughs> not very cool to a certain extent, but, uh, yeah I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, but I'd imagine that even once the gigs start opening up, they' you know probably still have some amount of social distancing um you know, they'll probably have to figure out some way of like queuing up people to go to the bar and maybe try to keep them spaced out a little bit, you know, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that, yeah, the venues will be operating at a little bit of a lower capacity, at least for the time. being, Unless it turns out that in the area that's, you know, we do end up hitting that magic 75 to 85% vaccination number. And then that change, that changes things, you know, so that's, that's going to be the, the deciding factor as far as I can tell.
1: Well, I'm glad we live in a place like where we live because I think more people here are going to be inclined (laughs) to get vaccinated than than like if you were in West Palm Beach, Florida, waiting for your bar to be able to back up because people got vaccinated. And
2: the thing is, is like they're still operating like business as usual. I got a, a bunch of friends that live out in Florida and they're constantly talking about how they're driving by places and there's a bunch of people hanging out and obviously not from the same household and no masks and whatever. And, you know, I'm not like I'm sitting there keeping tabs on the Florida numbers, but I can't imagine they're, you know, they're too good, but you know, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's like I said, the push on the vaccine is going to be crucial. That's really what's going to be the determining factor in terms of uh, how, how fast we back, get back to some sort of normalcy in terms of the, the music scene. The, I think the bigger question now is, you know, kind of taking stock of how many venues have actually been able to ride the storm out, you know, because obviously there have been been quite a few that have had to basically shutter as a result, or maybe shuttered slightly beforehand, because, you know, like slims that kind of shuttered a little bit beforehand because they were changing their business model basically. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be real. I mean, I know, I mean, Ritz seems to be hanging on, um, uh, fairly well. We'll have to see what the other venues down in downtown San Jose look like, you know, San Francisco. I feel like I've heard a couple venues already closed up shop for good. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting few months once things do start to try to go back to normal.
1: I know there was a, a couple like all oh, semi-famous bars in the mission that shut down. I know like the stud shut down during,
2: like during yeah. this, which that really sucks. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and, and I, you know, and I hate beating a dead horse, but I mean, I just think it's, I think, I think this whole thing was just mismanaged. You know, so badly from such a, you know, a wide array of things that, you know, it, the, the immediately, as soon as this thing went beyond two months, they should have been putting freezes on rents and leases and mortgages and all that, unless you're able to, to carry on, you know, but they, they should have, they should have set up a structure in which, you know, business owners that were losing income could at least go on unemployment and at least be able to keep their head above water without having to worry about making payroll and without having to worry about paying their lease and without having to worry about all all this other stuff. And they could have just rode this thing out because once you eliminate all those factors from a person's life, you know, even the paltry sum that you get on unemployment, if all you're worried about is, you know, food on the table, power and water, in most cases you can probably do, you can probably keep your head above water on what you get on, on unemployment. But, but once you start throwing in all the other living expenses, you know, it's, it's really difficult. And I mean, I feel really bad for these venues because they're, you know, very passionate people and they want to give back to their communities and they, they want to give, you know, these artists a place to, to perform. And, you know, and they, you know to me, they, they're the ones that got screwed the most out of this, out of this whole, whole ordeal personally.
1: Yeah, and like it's not like the restaurant industry or the bar nightclub industry was an easy industry to begin no,
2: with. It's totally, it totally it's it, you, it lives you know unless you're a chain, you know you're living on razor thin margins, and just one little increment one way or the next is is the deciding factor between sink and swim, and and it is rough for these like independent businesses for sure.
1: Well, that's, hey, look who's there! <clears throat> oh. Oh, okay. Here we go. We'll add one to the scene. What's up, Juan? <laughs> what's up? Juan? What's going on, man? So, <clears throat> we were kind of talking about um uh like what's happening to like local bars and venues and restaurants. And uh you know, one of the things that Oh, introduce yourself. Fuck okay, it. What's up? Yeah, before I introduce myself, let me give a shout out to my homie. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's happening,
3: my man? <laughs> Long time no see, uh, and well, basically, real quick. I'm one Maserati keyboard player for Rebels Camp and for Lost and Providers, and I'm also a uh, a fuck up co-host on uh, Echoflex Media who doesn't have his sound card settings right most of the time. But when I do, they're on point.
1: So
2: <laughs> you sound really good right Back now, you, dude. Dave. I think you sound great right now. Huh? Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, we got it. We got it all worked out on this end. I have I have a wand button I push that puts him from the both from the left channel only to the left and right channel. It's just the wand button. The wand button. We'll we'll work it out. We'll work it out in a more meaningful way eventually. But I mean, (laughs) the show must go on. But you know, we were talking about when the gigs start back up, and I feel like everybody's going to want to play, and there's not going to be enough space. Enough spaces for everyone to Um, fucking play, and so people are going to. It's you know. I mean, it's just, the, it's going to be just an amplification of the way it always is. It's like, who do you know? And will they give you the night, you know? And it's like, right.
2: Well, I think what's going to be interesting too, is, you know, when you have like a club like the Ritz, you know, how soon are they going to be able to put on like national tours, you know, national acts. You know, because to, to me, like, if I'm a venue owner for a venue that size, uh, you know, honestly, and it may not be the biggest money maker, but you're going to have a completely captive audience of people that are just desperate for live entertainment. But meanwhile, you have all these bands that have been struggling locally to you know, stay afloat. So my sense would be, if I was if I was Corey at the Ritz, my thing would be. I'm just going to do a shit ton of local music showcases and just fill it up with five, six, seven local bands, half hour each, and just just really push the local scene and get some people who may not necessarily go out to see a local band, but because now they really don't have a choice to see a national name act, kind of push them into that, that direction and expose them to some of the amazing music that we have out here and we and we cover every single genre here so there's something for everybody in San Jose.
3: But that's myself. That would be that's <laughs> actually a great game plan. Game plan's good.
2: If only I owned a club, then we could put it in action.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kevlar from the from that band the 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 song we just played Shelter in Place and Peace Kevlar just hopped in the chat and noticed we were playing his music. So Right, on, man.
2: Great track, nice. dude. Dug it,
1: man. It's super cool, like super trancy and synthy, like yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was digging on it. I was digging on it. It had a lot of arpeggios and pads and stuff. But, uh, and fucking everything was put together pretty well, man. I didn't know what to expect hadn't listened to it. Usually when we get new music from people I've heard before, I wait to hear it on the show for the first time. So, I hadn't heard that at all.
2: You could start a whole other like reaction. Yeah. Like that's been the,
1: (laughs) but the problem is these are like all my friends. What am I, what what, people are going to be like, Oh, what kind of nice thing is Dave going to say about his (laughs) friend's music?
2: That is true.
1: People come here for the other me that doesn't say nice things. They show up for this. They're like, where the fuck did you put our usual? Our
2: usual (laughs) snarky Dave.
1: So, Juan, are you uh, are you thinking there's going to be like kind of a mad dash and a lot of competition between the bands for like a very few kind of Friday, Saturday night spots at whatever venues are left when we get out of here? You know, I'd like to think like, you know, uh, there there will be a a spirit of cooperation
3: uh, between uh, bands and venues and hopefully with everyone recognizing that um, that it's going to be a slow start out the gate. And, um, personally for me, I, 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 just want to be able to start visiting the venues and checking out, uh, you know, the bands that I probably never, never heard before. And that, that's gotta be my game plan. kind of like the, a special treat, you know, but, um, but I, I do expect to see some new, 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 uh, bands come on the scene and, um, I'm excited because, uh, you know, New ideas, new expression, all that good stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's all a recipe for inspiration.
1: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm just fucking. I'm just hoping, man. I keep talking about it. I'm hoping that we're at a place where in August I can fucking rock the shit out of Bike Party, like w- one summer event at Bike Party to let everybody fucking cut a rug a little bit, because um, like I'm, I know like. July is almost out of the question. I missed July at bike party last year and like, uh, not being it. like, Oh man, I just hope we're in a spot where even if people have to mask up or whatever, if we can all go fucking rock the renegade urban dance floor.
2: Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what level we have to be at in terms of that for something to, for an event like that to get pulled off. You know I mean? I think, I think as considering Santa Clara County numbers have been pretty consistently, uh, on the downside. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what, what, level of the their color scale uh would let you guys do that you know i don't think anybody really thought
1: about bike party when they were doing public
2: policy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well no no i just <laughs> <laughs> totally so he's all, hey what about Great bike point, party What does that fall on your color scale <laughs> like, like what they're <laughs> like what, what's that what, what are you talking about no, but I mean, I just think it turned, i meant more in terms of a broad descriptor of right, what right, right, I of know <laughs> Because <could> be <laughs> I know, I know, for Sofa Fest, like we're really hoping that that by September, by the September edition, we'll be able to do it outside. We're thanks really thanks for the follow, Kevlar. Attention. I hope, you, I, hope
1: <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed Hello. that incredibly key, creepy cat puppet that our uh, one of our co-hosts Matt brought on one time. Thanks for following. <laughs> Welcome to Twitch, by the way. I think you're probably new to Twitch. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cavalier Knuckler, man. For sure. Nice fucking dude. Smokes hella weed, I think, and fucking works at the racetrack. Dude, come on. please. And is in a band or three?
2: Nice. A well-rounded individual, sounds true, like.
3: A true hustle and flow. <laughs> a true renaissance, but, man. But, but here's a question. I have a, a more specific question and maybe a proposition of what you... what what could be the case i'm just kind of thinking out the box here more or less but um would you imagine if if there was going to be a show put together that apart from paying for admission you had to present uh your latest covid test results to get in
2: I know it's kind of, it's dicey, right? But yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, well, cause I mean, the thing is like, cause it, now you're, now you're treading with HIPAA, you know, <laughs> and, and that becomes problematic because technically, I mean, I, and that's the thing, who knows? I mean, HIPAA, HIPAA rules might change for those who don't know, HIPAA is what prevents uh, certain people from acquiring your, your health information. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's the thing that's going to be interesting with any kind of like public gathering space is like, are they going to require either a negative COVID test within X days or proof that you've gotten both vaccines or whatever? You know, are we all going to be carrying a card around that says we're okay.
3: But if, if okay, um, for the latter proof of vaccination, wouldn't that be kind of like, I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, Maybe just me in my head, but I'm thinking with with a lot of of, of money on the line, being uh, you know being invested towards you know the, the 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 reviving of the music scene, bands and stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I would imagine that the backers of any events would would want something something on that level, of like you know ensuring that everyone who's showing up uh, has been properly vaccinated i don't know what do you think dave would you would you have a problem if you if you were going to go to a show and uh the 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 show uh made a basic requirement of showing proof that you were vaccinated
1: i think that's unrealistic at uh small venues yeah i think i don't think it's a bad idea i think first of all it would freak people the fuck out which is bad it would cause less adam marine (laughs) stuff was saying earlier in the chat that it would cause if they even gave you a card when you left that could be proof of vaccination you'd see that shit all over Facebook groups and people be like, don't, they're going to give you the mark of the beast. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a card. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like um, like what we got, what we got to do is what, what I think has to happen. I think we're lucky that like uh, New York, San Francisco, San Jose, L- Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle are going to have a lot easier time hitting that threshold because I think there's going to be less people who are against the vaccine here. I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're, it's not that there's no (laughs) anti-vaxxers in these cities. It's just that in these kind of, I guess, industrial cities or cities where, I don't know, maybe I'm just biased and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, shit.
0: One
2: of the things I was thinking of though, too, is, you know, sorry to, 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 to jump in, but, uh, You know, what kind of liability shields are venues going to have to have? I mean, can they be held liable if they put a show on and it turns out a bunch of people get sick and stuff? You know what, what's what's their responsibility, or does everybody have to sign like a waiver when they enter, saying, you know, I you understand, understand the risk. And
1: <laughs> I would love to write the waiver that you have to sign before you go into the caravan.
2: Because <laughs> that's true. Because because it's kind of like all those beans have been going around. Like you know, if you've been in the CBGB's bathroom, you're pretty much immune to it. You know, <laughs> probably safe could be said for the caravan to a certain extent. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it it's the,
2: the caravan's
4: uh, girls' bathroom. The girls' bathroom. Yeah, there you go. Only
1: <laughs> the only place the phone number for our backpack. show has ever been written was in the girls' bathroom. None of the guys were like for a good time call.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: By the way, we have a,
3: a, a gentleman that just, just uh, arrived. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh,
4: I'm Curtis. Curtis of the Highlands. <laughs> 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 there can be
2: only one. There can be only one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, the on. Mood, lighting, mood lighting going on over there, man. Look at yeah, that. yeah. I'm just
4: trying to fix my mood lighting. There you go. <clears <clears <throat> I go for a different co- a different color, different background. You're like you're
2: almost like a Max Headroom. You're like this yeah, yeah, yeah. head on I, a black like back the back. Uh, <laughs> I like the floating detached head. Look, when you say, when you start twitching and saying <laughs> paranoia, then it's going to be uh,
1: <laughs> so we got a request from the man Kevlar in the chat. He sent us some music a couple days ago. This song's by him and it's called COVID-19. And we're going to check this go. out. and We'll come back and we'll do another thing that we'll also call a segment. All right. Oh, that was COVID-19 by Kevlar Knuckler. It's still going a little bit. But, uh, I like that. It's got a little bit of that, that, re- that like kind of reggae dub feel to it. And then in the middle, mm-hmm. it got like super dark and it kind of came out of that. It's again, like kind of synthy and, and trancy again. Very good. Very good shit, Kevlar. Hope you're doing it well. absolutely fucking well, man. Hope you're doing well. So, Only met you a couple times, but uh, always posting fucking spacey ass fucking shit on Facebook. So.
3: Mm. So yeah, I love that sound, man. Dubby,
1: yeah, I dug it. I dug it. it. It's a little bit like Offworld, but certainly like more not not more. St- the synthesizers are in like a, a higher register than Offworld. The synthesizer, it's all synth bass in Offworld, and the guitars are handling the the mids and the highs. But it, in this, there's more synths up in the mids and the highs, and I like it a lot. It's definitely different than Offworld, but uh, can it kind of comes out of the same kind of the same place, the same the same vibe. So Curtis, you had an interesting first 15 minutes on your show today.
4: <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> I mean, I was
1: in and I was like listening kind of while I was working, but yeah, it was a little bit chaotic in the first 15 minutes of your show, I would yeah. say.
4: Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. Basically, I had uh uh all giants of our industry uh in in the in the stream today. So I had uh the the lead singer and guitarist and basically the only guy in uh, the toasters, which is they've been going since the mid eighties. Right. I had the pianist for the scatolites, (laughs) which he, he joined them in, uh, in uh, 89 or something like that. And uh, the singer, uh, um, the main, I think he's a singer trombone player. I'm not sure, but he's a singer for um, Bim Scala Bim. Which has been making music, uh, ska music, on the East Coast since the late '80s. All right, and I had uh, T.J. McFall, who's a, a, a his band is relatively new. They've been around for about seven years. They're um, uh, the Barstool Preachers from England, and T.J. is the son of Colin McFall, who is. Um, uh, he's from uh, Coxpar. Oh, so we have all these guys in the room, and the two guys with uh, the most gravitas, right? You know, uh, uh, the Scatolites, uh keyboard player and Dan Vitali uh, from uh, Bim Scala Bim. They've been hanging out with each other in Panama. Wow. So they pick up the phone, and they are fucking lit. <laughs> To the point where they're like goofy 13 year old kids, you know, like making funny faces in the camera, like, hey. (laughs) And then one guy's talking and the other guy's like,
5: (laughs) 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 just, it's just fucking
4: madness. What's going on? I mean, these guys are like, these guys are like uh, late 50s, early 60s. And they're acting like a bunch of moronic schooled kids. And it's, fucking delightful it's absolute (laughs) anarchy could not control them because they couldn't even hear what we were saying they were being so loud and boisterous they were like what say it again what and then they'd hold the phone up to their ear and you just see giant ear (laughs) i think he's saying something (laughs) just just nuts just nuts
1: uh bob gyps thanks for the resub you could spend your money anywhere i have no idea why you spend it here uh. <laughs> thank, you. thank you thank you so you should go we, we you should go back through and like hack out just like parts of them screaming and yelling and pointing the phone at their ear and make make yourself a little commercial for the, for the business
4: <laughs> just, uh, the best of the best of uh the business
1: <laughs> i wasn't sure what Good was time. going on when i like when i was i was like half working and listening to it but i was like oh sounds like my kind of party <laughs> no. But as I was saying, like during your after party, I would melt down if that happened during my show, I would just have a complete yeah. fucking meltdown. You take things a little more in stride probably than I do.
4: Well, it, it's also like, uh, I think you come from a background of like, let's get it. Let's get deep into a topic. And Albeit, I love to be in deep in a topic. I also like to see chaos. I find it fucking challenging and funny and uh, living in the moment. And uh, to see that type of chaos, it was fucking adorable. It was adorable to see old men act like morons.
1: (laughs) What I used to really like when we were doing audio only, actually, is if it was complete fucking chaos in the studio, but then we Mm -hmm. put out the podcast and the podcast sounded great. Yeah. That was like my favorite show when it was like, bongs were being spilled and fucking all kinds of shit was happening but nobody (laughs) heard any of it
2: Mm -hmm. one of the things one of the things i really wish we had done uh when i was doing my podcast is to actually have like a second audio channel of the conversations that were going on while we were doing music breaks a little bit different with you because we all kind of have to mute ourselves and we can't talk because oh no you you don't
1: i can mute you here if you can cut through the song y'all can talk over the music
2: oh okay well, that's good to know. I've I've been trying to be quiet because I was afraid I was going to be talking about no, no. music. <laughs>
1: yeah, I turn I turn everything off here except the music when the music's playing. So,
2: yeah. But, but I think I mean and, and you know Juan and Kurt, Curtis have both been on my show. But I think one of the, one of the great things with some of the conversations we'd have have while music was playing, we would just talk about all these kind of different subjects and stuff and and mm-hmm. and let loose a little bit more. Whereas my show was a little bit more formatted. So yeah, know. yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. That was a. Uh, that was, that was pretty wild, man. It <laughs> was pretty wild. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you for having us home, man.
2: Oh, awesome, on, man. You guys were, you guys both sure. were always, always fun to be on. Yeah. It was super fun. I was always, you know, I, I don't know if on, on your show, Dave, do you, do you have artists that you're not already familiar with?
1: Um, we've met people for the first time when they came over to my apartment to record yeah. a podcast. Um, yeah, we've met, I mean, we weren't, we were, they, we had their music, they had sent it to us and we were already rocking their jams. Yeah, yeah. And especially if they were coming on the following week, we'd make sure to rock their jams the week before as much, you know, without, without just playing their whole album straight out on our show, we'd play three or four <laughs> of their songs, whereas any other artist, we'd play one or maybe two of their songs, you know?
2: Well, I think for mine cause my show is such an inter- interview based show. And I was, I, I always felt pretty fortunate that, you know, because a lot of the bands that I had on were, you know, aside from these guys who I, who I'd known before having them on my show. But I think the, uh, the, the one thing I felt really fortunate about was not having a band in there where you couldn't get them to talk when it was time to, you know, when it was time we to actually- have a conversation. Like I had it a couple of times, but considering my show was on for like eight, nine years, it was pretty infrequent. I was pretty lucky in terms of not having to like extract, (laughs) you know, conversation out of them, which, which for a radio person is like, just so nerve wracking when you can't get them to actually, you know, talk, especially because, you know, the bulk of the show was talk related. So So
1: when we were having a new band on, if like three or four of them were coming over, I'd just email them and kind of straight up tell them the deal. It's like, Hey, we're trying to entertain. We'd love to have you on, talk to you, have a good time. If any of your band members, end up getting too stoned or too drunk and uh, don't (laughs) don't talk or babbling into the mic we're probably gonna like replace them with one of our panelists and move the fuck on and i think like i think like when we met new people we were always there was always kind of a lot of communication going on before we had them on and i think that really like fixes a lot of stuff so you don't have to worry about like here's how the show's gonna go it's usually pretty loosey-goosey but kind of you know keep your eye on the 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 hosts because they're going to be trying to direct the show it's just just si- simple stuff like that it, it i like had, got rid of a lot of potential problems that could have happened especially with our format and everybody getting drunk and high and shit in the studio <laughs>
2: I mean, my show was fairly formulaic, especially the, the, you know, if it was a band on there for the first time, it was the standard kind of, you know, how'd you guys get together? Where'd you get your name? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then we play their influence, whatnot. Like I literally had one group that will remain unnamed that like was upset that I wouldn't actually send them the list of questions ahead of time. Because I had some canned questions, but a lot of times my follow-ups were based on what the person, you know, what the person said. I would try to listen very intently to what they were talking about. And if I came up with like a cool spin-off I'd question, be like, who hurt to you? Dive in. Exactly, right? <laughs> who <laughs> hurt you? I was like, no, I'm not gonna, because I want it to be at least somewhat spontaneous. And honestly, if you took the time to listen to a couple episodes of my show, you'd be able to kind of figure out. What the flow was like, you, you'd be able to sense mm. it. Up, like, and and they gave me a lot of crap over, and I was like, "Oh, this ain't gonna be fun."
1: I think the fact yeah, that none know. of the bands listened to my show before coming on made it so we could get more bands on.
2: <laughs> 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 so
0: it was a so
2: it was a marketing tool. <laughs>
4: Uh, I actually had a, I had a situation this week. I had to deal with Um, uh, there's a, a, anybody who wants to watch this uh, uh, it's going to be on tomorrow's episode. Let me see tomorrow. uh, Today's Tuesday. No, it's going to be on Thursday's episode. Um, So there's this band from the East coast um, called inspector seven. Right. And uh, I'm, I get a call from a buddy that that's on that same show. And he says, he says, Hey man, I, I don't see the invite up. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot the invite. So I go to put up the invite on Thursday night or Friday, night, Friday night. And Facebook was fucked. The, the, their inv- invite function wasn't working that night. And I tried it on three different computers and, and, a, and a phone. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's just screwed. Right. So I told him like, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to get you, um, an invite. Well, Sunday morning, it's finally unfucked. And I'm on my way to recording. So I'm like, I thumb type a, a, an invite and I send it out. I'm all, here you guys go. I made you all admins. Bye bye. Like I gotta go. <laughs> and uh, this guy writes back and he, and we, we, what we do is uh, we set up the show in like a, like a, a multi-person email, right. To, to all the guests, like, Hey, this is the show. This is, how's it. it's going to go down. Blah, blah, blah. Here are the directions. And then I drop the link for the invite. Well, the guy, uh, one of the guys uh, in this other band suddenly starts freaking out. He's like, what the fuck? My fucking band name is misspelled. You're an admin. Yeah, you go ahead and take care of it. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not an admin. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'm driving. I'm literally driving right now. As soon as I come to a stop, I will make you an admin. Holy shit. You, you misspelled my name, too what the fuck i mean like every single possible thing that could piss someone off he just took a media offense to all of it and my co-host brian was not uh, awake yet right so he wasn't dealing with it so one of the other guests steps in and says hey buddy i'll fix it all for you what's what how do you spell this how do you spell that blah 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 we'll fix it because at this point he's literally writing in thumb typing in in like all cap letters I demand that this be changed right now. Like that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm like, dude, no one has even seen the invite. It's literally gone from my thumbs to your face. You so like the
1: way you yeah. handle that, it's so easy. You go, Hey, my, uh, my artist name is misspelled. This seems like my kind of party. Cause everybody's, everybody's screwing yeah. everything <laughs> up. So but exactly. here's, the, here's exactly. how you spell my band name. Can, when you get a chance, can you fix that for me? Oh, this is this invite live right now. Oh, can you, here's my website. Like, it's so easy. Like, I'm like a, I'm a dick. Yeah. I'm a yeah. dick. <laughs> Thank you for,
2: I like how Curtis is doing. Thank you for enjoying you it. I mean, really, really getting into it. <laughs> you know, he,
3: no, no. No, Dave can go in. If, if you know, I've
1: if we've you had episodes where. If you're, if you're you just know, doing yeah. like a fun thing and you misspell my fucking name on it, could you imagine? Rebels yeah. Camp, they spell it with a C and a space. Could you imagine fucking. G. Willikers or Maya, like fucking just freaking the fuck out on them. I go, hey, 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 big homie or hey, Mm -hmm. hey, friend. here's how you spell our band name. Sorry. Sorry. We didn't tell you.
4: Yeah. 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 So so this this clown, he just he keeps going off, keeps going off. I demand this and I demand that. And then once uh, this this other guest fixes it all for him, he does not stop. He starts complaining to all the guests, but (laughs) in personal DMS Uh, like, like who is this clown that's fucking with us and fucking with our name and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I take this seriously. This is bullshit. Right. And so I'm, I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I just came to my, my, I just stopped driving the car and I was like, I was like, "Sorry, I haven't had time to deal with this, but I'm real. I'm running into a recording session, so uh, I hope that our other guest was able to help you with that." Thank you very much for stepping in. Blah blah blah. He replies back with a two-page, like, massive bio, like small text. And he says, I demand that you read my bio and learn everything about me. You're not just talking to a band member, you're talking pro- about a band member that's been on a famous movie soundtrack. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, seriously. He's I would like. I start like calling
1: him like. Okay. F- think of famous movie composers and just start referring to him, be like, oh, is your name spelled like? <laughs> okay. And you're just like. You know, okay, like Mannheim Steamroller.
4: Is your name okay. is spelled like? Well, the, he he made it. His band made it onto a, a Scorsese uh, soundtrack. That's cool. It'd be like, is cool. your name it Martin is
1: Scorsese? Is that how we spell your name, sir? Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, so it is big. It is big. But but he made it on because one of his fucking you know people that Scorsese hires to find good music found something that they liked about that song, and the song wasn't even theirs as fucking cover. So like. It's killing me. It's killing me. Right. So I'm like, okay, the dude will tire himself out. Well, I wake up to a barrage of emails from all the other guests. And they're just like this dude, like, well, I'm not going to show up to the show. if This dude's on the show. Right. So Oh, you my, could have
1: fucking you could have pulled a fast one on him and you I could have made a fake Facebook account. You could have swapped me in and I could have told him what a dick he was for an hour. <laughs> dude. Dude, he,
4: he needed it. He needed it. Well anyway, here's the deal. Is I as I as I finally I finally said, okay enough is enough. Right. And I, I made a call out to one of his friends because I know, I know some people on the East coast that are, that are friends with his, but, um, uh, while I was waiting for that call, I sent an email back and the, and the email says, uh, says, uh, dear Son, So you have obviously not taken the time to watch any of the episodes and you care not to, to, uh, uh, uh to badger harass and harangue my, 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 uh, uh, uh guests. At this point, I'm deciding you, you need to decide. I said, you need to decide if this show is right for you, because I am ready to find another guest Woo! in a heartbeat. Here's an episode. I suggest you watch even five minutes of it and you'll get it. And he re- wrote back all like tail between his legs, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought this was like a big, like, you know, interview thing. And it's just like, you're just like a band member and like, Oh my God, I just take this stuff way too seriously. And then uh, I got the call back from his friend and his friend was like, Oh dude, you got, you got, <laughs> you got the same thing that he gives a lot of people. And it's because he has uh, learning disabilities and frustrations with life. And his family was really shitty to him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Now now I'm dialed in. He could be on the show on Thursday, but I have my fucking finger on the delete button. <laughs> so, so it's going to be wild. Thursday is going to be a wild show.
1: No, you, you have like you, you're going through and doing this kind of work that I could never do. Maybe, maybe yeah. media wench could do this kind of work. Right. Where you're, you're like booking all these guests for your show four days a week. Yeah. I mean, your show's an hour. My show, I mean, I fucking who knows what time I'll get off of here. Like, if the fucking people keep throwing money at me for no good reason, I'll fucking do this shit till six in the morning. But, <laughs> but, but it's different because, like, like this is an open panel. Sure, anybody could join. But if somebody's a fucking asshole, we're just gonna be like, eh, eh. Chattel, yeah, yeah, chat will fucking veto them or whatever, right? <laughs> to
2: the- To the lobby with you.
1: (laughs) To the lobby. Fuck the lobby. I'll fucking fucking kick them off the fucking kick them off OBS and if they come into Twitch to complain. I'll time them out so they can watch but can't chat. What are you talking about?
3: You're you're gonna blacklist their IP address, MAC address.
1: But no, it's hard to do that. We were doing that once a week for local love, having a band in every week, or having Mm -hmm. if we could like a music journalist or okay, we never had a music journalist in, but that was one of our dreams. Okay, like don't don't judge me. And that was like really hard for us to keep track of, but you're doing that even though people aren't there with you, you're doing that every fucking day or like four yeah. out of seven weekdays. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have like a,
4: a death wish? Yeah.
1: No, do you have like a like a, a, a workflow you could share with everyone?
4: <laughs> no, no, it, it just, um, Uh, It just hit me like over the uh, Christmas break when when everyone's like, "Okay, you can't see your families and like you're just all stuck at home. And like, uh, I guess it sucks to be alive. You're you're a human being and just waiting for your own demise, like keep staring at that fucking wall and keep watching those Lifetime movies that make you make you cry, you know. And uh, over Christmas break, I, I was I was like, man, I got a little bit of extra time. Like, uh, cause have I've had no time since ever since the COVID thing happened, uh, they've been fucking double working me at, 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 at home now. Right. So I took all my work home and I do, you know, fucking blah, 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 email, email, email all day long. Um, so I didn't get the chance to have like a full emotional breakdown. Like everybody did. <laughs> so, so here I am on, on, uh, on on uh, Christmas vacation and going like, wow, the, I'm not having a full emotional breakdown, but yeah, this kind of sucks. Like not having anybody to spend time with just like staring at the wall. I mean, I got my girl, I got my dog, but that's it. And I've been with them for a year now, like completely shut off from society. We're on a, we're on a desert Island. Right. I
1: saw your pupper earlier. I mean, your pupper is nice and I, 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 oh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've met your girl. She's, she's, she's good too. And I follow her on Facebook and it's like, a ra- <laughs> it, what I, what I like about, what I like about your girl is it's like a ray of, non-self-serving positivity in my feed right because there's one thing i fucking hate is self-serving positivity where somebody's telling you to love the world but they're doing it so that you think they're
4: nice yeah 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 (laughs) look at my tattoo of of uh of namaste (laughs) (laughs) no um so, so you know, the, the whole the whole concept is that, you know, during Christmas, I'm looking at the wall, just wondering what the fuck is going to happen the next, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours that I have until I sa- have to start working again. And I was like, you know what, I bet you that every band member out there is really feeling shitty right now. And I have just literally, uh, my, my friend list is like three, 4,000 people. Right and of those 3 or 4000 people i uh, you know maybe 200 to 500 people are not musicians right so i figure if i just email everybody uh, there's going to be people that say no but a lot of them are going to say yes so i've had like three people say no out of all those people
1: what we got to do we got to have we got to have the business the business takes over local love <laughs>
4: That would be sick. Yeah, that would be sick.
1: You get the most like the most tech savvy of your your people in the Scassi and the ones you know will have no problem with it, with this thing, and then you just host the fucking show. <laughs> it'd be super cool. Problem? The people in my audience would be super confused because there'd be no Dave, no Media went, probably no Juan Maserati, no no Matt, no HK. They'd be hella confused.
4: No, well, you know, what we could do is, uh, is have a bunch of local bands, right? Actual, actual local bands for local love. And then, uh, I could be the host and you guys can be also, uh, a guest podcasters.
2: <laughs> we should probably let Curtis actually plug this. Cause he hasn't really said what it is we're talking about. I don't think my <laughs> audience doesn't go anywhere near
1: Facebook,
2: but, uh,
1: but yeah, no, yeah. I like your show though. Your show's really good. What's it called? Uh, and people can catch back episodes on YouTube, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got them on YouTube, and I got uh, back episodes on a personal, uh, or excuse me, a business Facebook page for the show. Uh, and what I do is, uh, so so the show is is the format is one hour, uh, but there's about two or three minutes of lead-in time because you know nobody pops into the room at once. So we kind of give them a you little just bit play of time. The
1: roughies during that time.
4: Yeah. yeah. So do. Um, and then, well, we pre-show banter is, 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 is key too. So it's kind of like a, an Easter egg for people that want to see the show on the day of. And then afterwards they can see the rerun, but it's got all the pre-show banter cut and all the post-show banter cut. Um, and uh, so so basically what I do is uh, is I let them hang for about three minutes and then I do an official opening, like, hey, welcome, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, <laughs> and at the end, I'm like, Thank you very much. Hey, it's been blah, 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 blah. And then you know, then we go off off the air. But that night and I'm doing this right now in the background, by the way, that at, at night, I basically just, uh, uh, edit the fuck out of the show and put a big, an actual show beginning and a show ending. Like it's a, a song and a dance thing and a song and a dance thing, and then, uh, edit out things. And then if it's, if they say something funny, that's really media related, I'll throw in a picture or I'll throw in a, a a song in the background or something like that, that, that kind of like lightens the mood a little bit. Uh, and then that's it. And then I just post it and it's like, if you want to see, you want to see it. If you don't, you don't. And some of, some of the, some of the, The shows I've reposted, um, you know, had like maybe a couple thousand hits on the on the original night of the show. And then um, then they have like only like 40 hits or whatever for the rerun. And some of them have like up to 10,000 hits for the night of the show. And then an additional like, you know, uh, somewhere between 800 and 1,000 or 800, 1,500 hits uh, for the rerun. So pretty good know We gotta
1: we gotta gear you Excellent up and numbers. roll you into what
2: we're doing here. I'm
4: <laughs> we're like oh, man, I got the same seventeen people every day.
2: <laughs> and where I was trying to go with the plug was so the show's called The Bidness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Phil I'll be in the host of the show. And it's Literally. Monday Thursday. <laughs> Thank you and for the plug. Four thirty to five thirty, correct? <laughs> it's actually four to five on the PM
4: 4:30. on the on the, uh, on the on the on the on the Pacific side. Yeah.
2: I got you. I got you, Curtis. I got you. (laughs) Uh,
4: But but here's the crazy thing is, is, uh, is, uh, and I think I I may have brought this up before, but I'll bring it up now. There's a secret deviant desire that I have. Uh, that's actually, that's actually the catalyst for this whole show. Right. So on the, on the surface, on the surface, I, I am reaching out to other artists, and I'm making them feel relevant for for just a moment in their life. right? So it's a public oh, service. I mean, you're not Arts really like
1: doing anything. You're just making people feel relevant for a moment in their lives.
4: Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but i'm I'm making people feel relevant for a moment, and I'm asking them and encouraging them to be to to love being expressive again. That's that's the core of the show. Right. Um, And so then I and then the third thing is I get all these people from different bands in one room and they've never met each other. Sometimes they have, sometimes they haven't. But, you know, it's uh, they've certainly in most cases never had a conversation with each other. And then I throw out a bunch of topics, rapid fire as the, the, you know, they someone says something funny and then it triggers something in my brain. I'm all, yeah, what about that? And then boom, we go into another, another topic. Um, so that's, that's, that's it on the surface. That's the, that's the nice stuff. The wicked thing that I'm actually getting from this is that uh, in my community, uh, in the ska music community, there was a lot of competition our competition, right? Competition <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. There's so many of them. Awesome. Uh, anyway, anyway, there's all this competition, uh, and so bands, bands only get other bands to pay attention to them when you're on a a special record label or you worked with someone important or whatever right so you'll show up to a show with a band that you've played with before and they're like oh yeah it's you again hey cool yeah nice to see you and they're like oh but so and so is here you know that sort of thing and it's really it's really shitty when all of those line up right and you feel like the world has forgotten about you right so that happened to us, to, to my band in 2019. And I'm, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be super honest with you guys. And this might hurt because I know that at least one person in this room has a lot of ties in with a certain people that, that are involved with this. But. In Wait, did the media
1: when she used to be in your band?
4: No, no, no. no. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Um, so. In 2019, or actually 2018, 2019, the Cactus Club movie came out that was produced by a guy who was in another band who was friends with my band and shared one of my band members with his band. And he did not mention us once in his movie. Then Matt Kolb, our, fa- our, our, our friend, the drummer that has uh, cancer, asked me to do a benefit for him. I got the club to say yes, I did the promotion for the show, and I did a lot of the wrangling with the bands, not the initial wrangling, that was mostly done by uh, um, uh, Andrew. Uh, but when, everything, when push came to shove and someone had to like make sense out of it, I was the guy that was calling everybody up and making sense out of it the metro covered that show and went down the line of every band saying this is the most amazing thing ever this uh because we called it the uh, cactus club reunion most amazing show ever here's the, what i love about every one of these bands and didn't mention us when we put the show together and we were headlining the show we weren't even in the fucking article Ooh. All right. So that's that hurt. That hurt. That was local, local stab. And I and uh, local I'm, hurt I'm, is the worst hurt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. And, and I understand. I understand. For some of those people, they were so, um, Captured in the whole, like oh my god, this is like I haven't seen this band in a million years, and da da da, and yeah, monkeys doing it. That's that's cool, but like I want to see these guys.
1: Right here's the band that's been working this whole time. They're almost like background noise at this point. Exactly, like it's fucked up.
4: But exactly, exactly. so 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 i was like don't worry about it on the national level we're doing fucking great right we've been playing punk rock bowling for like three years this is going to be the fourth year it's going to be awesome and uh i heard that supernova uh the ska uh east coast ska um massive festival uh is coming back this year so we might be get, be getting on that so what happened is all of a sudden ska was doing really good and all these bands came out of nowhere boom we want to, we want to, the, the next big wave is here, right? So all these bands clamored onto punk rock bowling and they omitted us, even though we had been playing for the last three or four years. And Whoa. it wasn't just omitting us. It was like no return of calls, no return of emails. Yeah, we're full. So I was like, okay, I guess we're out of, uh, out of punk rock bowling. Then the supernova omitted us. And and, uh, and and Tim uh, Tim was like, yeah, I think I got an email from you a while ago. And I'm like, no, you promised us that we were beyond. And then, and then here's the kicker: Ska in the '90s, the movie came out and mentioned every band on the West Coast except us. So that was two, 2019 for us. And we were still doing great. We were still doing great. Our shows were, were, were doing fucking awesome. We were seeing more of a buzz than any time before. But it seemed like the, there was a man behind the curtain pulling the rug out from underneath us. And there was nothing we could do about it. So COVID hits. And all of these festivals go down. Boom. Everything done. And I start getting apologies from from the uh, from the guy from Supernova. I get apologies from the guy that that uh, did the movie. Um, and I didn't push them for an apology. I just like showed up and I was like, "Hey, it's great to see you." That was it. And then a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, they call back and they say, "You know what? I'm really sorry. I missed you. Uh, after seeing your band, it was uh, life." Like I can't, I feel like an idiot for not including you. And I was like, okay, well at least, I mean, I get some personal gratification, but it's not really about personal gratification for me. It's about the fact that, that I have been in this band for 25 years and there are other band members that have been in it for 24 years. Okay. Or 20 years. And to, for me as a band member, to show up to a practice and say, yes, we have missed another mark is like me saying, oh, by the way, you have dedicated one fourth of your life to this project and it means nothing. That's how heavy it is. Yeah. And it's not like I don't care. Like I, I, I could go when when I die, put me in the fucking dirt. It doesn't matter. There, there doesn't need to be a, a parade. There doesn't need to be a, 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 a gravestone. You know what I mean? But. I feel like an asshole for wasting other people's time.
2: So, so anyway, that's, that's so (laughs) unfortunate because you guys have been such a, such a mainstay in the San Jose scene. It's like, I I had no idea that what had happened with the Metro and, and and, yeah. And honestly, yeah, now that you bring it up. Yeah. I, I I am shocked that you guys weren't in rock the block. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a, that's a pretty major omission in my book. Cause Mm. yeah, you guys have been there since, the whole start of the freaking cactus club, you
4: know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, ca- the cactus club started around 92 and we got, yeah. we started playing there around 96. Uh, yeah, but, you, know,
2: still, you were, you were early on and you were pretty regular mainstays. Yeah. At, yeah. At yeah. We, we packed the club. I'm good. And we made yeah. we, uh,
4: the, the thing about the cactus is they said, you know what? Uh, we have people that pack the club as good as you guys, but we don't have to like, we don't have to boot assholes. Like, it's rare that we get a, yeah. a, an apple in the room. When you guys show up, people are drinking, people are happy. Oh, it's and always hard. Yeah. Right time. And they leave, and there's no fucking complaints. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. There's no lawsuits.
1: So, like, what you were saying a second ago, though, about how all these things that happened to you, like, in in uh, succession, right? I feel mm-hmm. like what we try to do as people, and it might explain some of our other content around here, is we try to make meaning out of everything we see. Yeah. And so, if a bunch of bad things happen in a row we're gonna generally attribute them maybe to other people out to get us but the Mm -hmm. flip side of that is if a bunch of good things happen in a row we're just gonna attribute attribute that shit to ourselves thank you very much we've done a great job
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i you know uh, i put it this way i'm not the guy that that's i'm not like um i'm not the guy that cuts in line in a soup kitchen you know what i mean like a like everybody everybody's getting um a, a, a portion of the meal and it's going to come at its own time and my mind might be colder than the th- guy three uh three steps ahead of me but we're all going to get fed in the end like that's the way i look at it like it takes a village shit takes time you know just sit here let it marinate let it do its thing um but when it's like when you get snubbed by everybody and, and you know i I'm using the term snub very generally because I don't think that anybody actively thought like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I don't have any, no, beef with what it. I was
1: saying yeah. a minute ago is like, if you got this band, that's just been working, 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 then they're just doing a show every two weeks or, or, you know, two times every three months or once a week mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And so yeah. it's, it's, and then all these other bands come back for an event. Yeah. Oh, It's so weird though. Like, I think like the, the way to do that is the person maybe writing the article is you're like, Hey, here's monkey. They're headlining. Everybody yeah. knows who this is and why they're here and why they're headlining. Check out monkeys website. And we here, we're going to show you the other bands. Boom. You're done. You're out. You don't have to do nothing on monkey. Like you could do. You're lazy. You're copping out. You're done.
4: Now I, I uh, I'll give them this. I'll give them this. I don't constantly connect with Metro. I don't constantly like stop by and bring. I mean, I feel lucky that you
1: show up on my show every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) You have other shit to do, man. You're an adult.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's COVID. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, like I, uh, I, I always give the benefit of the doubt that I, um, even though we're active, we're always in people's faces. That just that, just that constant thread is desensitizing. And so, um, you know, maybe the reason why we're not getting covered by, uh, by Metro's because we're, I'm not there, like bringing them donuts and hanging out with them and buying them beers after work and that sort of thing. And that's because I'm a working stiff. Like I, I gotta pay for um, for my evil, right? And my evil is playing music. And so I play, 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 sleep for about 20 minutes and then work, 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 and then sleep for like 20 minutes and then play, 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 play. So there's not a whole lot of time for me to, to do the like, uh, hey, remember me like i don't have that time right so i'm just like fucking plow ahead and uh sometimes you know i admit that that uh that lifestyle at that pace uh doesn't leave a lot for people to fall in love with you personally right Mm -hmm. so
1: i I, I, like i understand that as well as anyone else is i'm like i feel like i'm driven in many of the same ways you are different mediums but the same kind of like no, I gotta be putting out a quality product. People should enjoy the thing that I'm doing. I should do mm-hmm. everything I can to steer that in this direction so that the people that are consuming it are enjoying it. Like and it shows and I don't, it shows. And, well, and I don't care that I'm not getting like recognition. Like it's not that big a deal. But if well, I'm doing something and people forget about me, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait <laughs> yeah, a Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I understand.
4: Yeah. And uh, oh uh, uh to cap it all off, um uh a friend of ours, a friend of ours who who's been alongside us and playing in, in bands and stuff, just wrote a book on Scott. And from what I hear, nobody uh the only people that have it are people that are uh, you know, reviewers. And the reviewers have contacted me and said, Why aren't you in the book? And I'm like, <laughs> So now, now we have a a, a a a a piece of nonfiction that doesn't include us as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not to bring anybody down. Well, <laughs>
1: I was going to bring somebody up, man. We got, I got this fucking song from John, man. Oh, your friend John is a project you're working on. It's a Smoke and Mirror Sound System, my man.
4: Oh yeah, John Roy.
1: Yeah, John Roy seems like a cool dude. We were trying to get him on here like in the evening, but.
4: He is a cool dude. He's he's uh, he's had the same uh, this almost the exact same uh, trajectory as us, which is do, do work, 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 not be recognized, and then suddenly because of COVID, he's doing these re- um, alternate recordings with people from uh, uh, from all points of the globe, and suddenly he's getting like international recognition, and it's like boom overnight. So, so what's, what's
1: your part in uh, Smoke and Mirror Sound System?
4: Um, well. Uh, Put it this way: uh, it, It's John is as um, saturated, self-saturated in the project as I am with my own projects. So he is a hundred and nine percent of what Smoke and Mirrors is. I am the one percent over the hundred and nine. <laughs> 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 so so I'm I'm just doing like a couple of uh, vocal tracks and it, it's basically he's like look I have a library of like 30 songs already i've got about 25 more that i need to start recording uh what do you want to be involved with and I'm, I'm like i'll be involved in anything so i just finished a vocal track for one of his songs and then he's got me on another vocal track that i got to finish up why well, i had to finish up like two weeks ago but he's like eh, whatever <laughs> and uh and then I'm, I'm trying to get him to to get me on there for some instrumentation as well but he's very uh particular he's very particular like so. i don't know
1: None of this sounds familiar to me at all.
4: <laughs>
1: I've never experienced being anything like any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juan could attest Dave is nothing like this. He's not particular about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's good I've been is chatting John? I've been chatting John up a little bit and he seems like a really like nice smart smart he, dude he, that
4: like Yeah, it's good to know bad. that guy. He's absolutely wonderful. I, I I did a tour as his keyboardist once a long time ago, and and uh, I barely could play compared to his keyboardist. Oh my god, his keyboardist is so unbelievably sick. Uh, but yeah, um, did a did a little tour with uh, them, and uh, I've been friends with him ever since. It's uh, it's been a long ride with John. This song is
1: called Reasoning, and we've been playing the fucking shit out of this song on this this channel. Do it. We'll be right back, everybody. Local love.
5: There is violent depression Of a protest in peace the time of aggression and a deadly Thousands of dead, there's no room for discussion, with a gun to your head. Oh, let your voice be your weapon, let your shield be your weapon.
1: Song's the shit.
3: Holy shit, man! That that's a jam right there. Jam. I love the message, though. I think Curtis, you might be. Married. I heard that message.
4: Yeah, there you go. I heard uh, the message,
3: yeah. though, brother.
4: He's 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 insane. Uh, uh, lyrically, he's uh he's he's quite a, quite a wordsmith. He's got an incredible voice, uh, and he has uh, an understanding of music that not many people do. Uh, he's a saxophone player. Uh, in fact, a lot of Monkey's early tracks, uh, he did the saxophone track for. So, oh, wow. um, in fact, uh, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers uh, our second album, uh, Station Wagon Living, had a song called Satellite. And uh, the horn line was <laughs> he stacked that four saxophones deep. <laughs> just, <laughs> just I mean, it's, it's, it's an enormous sound. Yeah. He's like, he's, you can
1: actually turn it down. It's just not full enough.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's three uh, more of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His uh, original band Unsteady is unfucking real, unfucking real. Um, and he used to play with uh, Donkey Show, which was a a really big proto-first wave of Comeback of Sky back in 88, 89, something like that. Um, he played in Donkey Show with nice. Dave Hilliard. Uh, Dave Hilliard went on to join Hepcat and then left Hepcat for the Slackers. So main Cathy just followed us, and she got a creepy
1: kitty, but thank you for following us, main Kathy. <laughs>
4: Is that Maine like, uh, like the like the number one Kathy or Maine like she's in Maine? She's in Maine. (laughs) Oh, hi
1: Kathy. Hi Kathy. Thank you for coming here. I don't, I don't know if you're going to like everything that happens. That's not Tuesday, but on Tuesday you get to hear me say nice things about most people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I've talked any shit tonight. Except to the the people uh... on the panel, but that's just fun. why one nice. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, How can help you? No, you just haven't. You've been. You've been quiet lately. I think that's probably me and Curtis's fault. Oh no, man. I'm. You know, I just like to. Uh, you know, kind of just.
3: It's like I'm on 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 this virtual podcast, but I'm I'm actually a listener. I love it. It's like, <laughs> you, yeah, it's like you know. It's like no, I'm listening to this show that I'm on. Shut I'm listening up. to show. <laughs> <laughs> like it. No, but um, you know uh. Let me just say that uh, 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 with regards to whatever happened in 2019, I wasn't, I was totally, I didn't even know, first off. And I'm sorry that all went down like it did. But I, I also think that, you know, like, you know, like whatever the detours that like, happen in life, like, or musically, I think it's like opportunities. And like, I've seen just, it happens all the time right man and i just think like you're you're showing all that Mm -hmm. and what you're doing it's like that's huge it's huge and it's a big i think it's going to be a big boost to the local music community just as well because you have a lot of musical uh, roots history insight uh, even i would even say uh, musical education some academia involved there and i just think that's really exciting that you're doing this
2: okay thanks And the fact that you're getting some like really big name guests, that's that's (laughs) pretty freaking badass, man. man. (laughs) Oh, 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 but here's here's talk.
4: here's the thing we got super dark there and and let me let me tell you what what my my um uh what i was trying to get at was my self-centered reason for doing the show you want (laughs) to hear more
2: i i I think i already know it but i couldn't put it into words you're a better wordsmith
1: than i am so let's see if
2: we (laughs) have the same one
4: well well in in a in a time when the music industry is doing fine everybody's got an ego and everybody's got uh everybody's got um uh competition going on right but when the when there is no industry people just want to talk they're yeah. just like uh i just miss being a musician someone wants to talk to me about being a musician yeah i'm there so i've been able to get <laughs> these massive art, artists to wow. to join my show and mm-hmm. they bring their fans to look at my page <laughs> wow and my I dumb know. face yeah. for an hour, an hour. Yeah. Great. and they walk away with the feeling of this is a funny engaging experience and so i've reached out to people that i obviously even even people that i didn't have great relationships with and instead of rebuilding some bridge or like asking for for yeah of
1: course i'm coming on your show
4: that sort of thing (laughs) i'm i'm literally just going yeah you want to do it and they're like yeah and i'm like awesome bring your crowd <laughs> bring your crowd because no, it's the, I'm, the I'm, same I'm, thing i've gone
1: on i've, I've <laughs> gone on people's shows they're like oh you shouldn't go on this show because of that, that that you know this reason or that reason i'm in a different mm-hmm. space than you are right like people yeah. might have ideological problems with me going on a show but if i go on someone's show man i'm just trying to peel their audience off and if they're yeah. if, they, if, if they've got some shit wrong i'm there to like like push back and like maybe convince some of their audience that their host is wrong you know it's, it's a different yeah. thing for, it's a different thing in the music scene but you can put like things aside to entertain people together you yeah. absolutely can it's really important to be able to do that as an entertainer no matter streamer fucking concert violinist ska band funk band mm-hmm. dj you got to be able to put that aside and entertain people commentator yeah. like you got to be you just got to be able to do it it's it's important
2: yeah, exactly. I think to circle back on what you're saying too, is that, you know, about, about, you know, musicians just want to talk. I mean, I think the one, I think this whole thing, like one group that has gotten really hit hard with this is the musicians, you know, oh, absolutely. Is, absolutely, because I don't think a lot of people really understand how difficult it is for musicians to function in society. Like a working how, musician. Yeah. It will, like, or that's even, my job a, is music. But yeah, even, exactly. even people like me who I'm in mean, a band is just like more of a hobby than anything else, but still it's, it's really disheartening to not be in a room with my guys jamming and creating music. And it's like mm. one of those things that the average person who doesn't play music probably isn't that connected to because they haven't really had that experience. I mean, they may have like hobbies themselves, but they might be more individual hobbies. Whereas for musicians, it's like it's that moment of being together and working on working toward mm-hmm. a goal and things like that. That is, it's yeah. the lifeblood of a musician, and that, that's what's been really difficult for the for what's been going on for the past you know, year yeah. years, um, yeah. and some.
4: Yeah, well, I, I you know I um, you know, monkey, uh, we've been we've been practicing. Okay. During this, during this shutdown, not super actively, but like every couple of weeks, we basically do a week practice. We take a couple of weeks off just to make sure no one's got COVID. And then uh, all of us get tested uh, at our jobs, except me because I don't have a job. I don't have a job that I go to. I'm, I'm literally at my house 24 uh, seven. So the cons, the conversation came up like, Uh, why are we even doing this? There's not even, there's there's no show to do. And I'm like, well, it's obviously we're doing it because a, we love music, but B, and this is more important that we are reaffirming that we are still alive, that you are, that you are still alive. I'm still alive. We're still brothers. We want to be in the same room with each other. And this affirms it every fucking time it happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with that being said, I think the the group uh, has a deeper understanding of why we're there, why we dedicated our time to this, and uh, it's 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 eye opening, uh, and it sometimes you know it can it can definitely get the feels going. Yeah. <laughs> but I but like, yeah, I think uh, like the
1: place that mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'll cross over with the musicians here is for me it's mm-hmm. just about the crowd, like like a hundred people watching me DJ on a live stream is not like a hundred people in a room or a hundred yeah, yeah. people on the monopoly board in front of the the discovery. Oh no, that's 6,000 people in or yeah. around the monopoly board. It just does. You can't, I could have a million yeah. people watching me live stream and it's not the same as a thousand kids in a dank warehouse, like listening to yeah, me. DJ. Yeah. It's it's you just, you For just, sure. it, it just, you know that a lot of people are listening, enjoying, but it's not the same as like being in the room with them. Yeah, or yeah, or the different field,
4: different. or yeah, I I, uh, um, I described this or tried to describe this on the show, and I said, you know, um, being on the stage is like um, it, it is like you imagine you got a, a, like a bunch of puppies, right, and they're just all doing their own thing. They're all blah,
1: blah, 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 blah,
4: like hobbling all over each other. If you can find a way to snap and make them all look at you, that's like. You just threw a big ball to them, and then they threw it right back at you, right? It's a reciprocal thing, right? So, snap! They all look at you, lie down. They all lie down, and they're ah, and you're like, awesome, <laughs> awesome. So, so there's a there's a uh, a treat and reward uh, thing built into it, and I try to explain it to people that that haven't been on stage in this capacity that you take a ball and it's really small and it's awesome. And you throw it out and then boing, it comes back. You're like, wow, that came back and it came back with pep. That's awesome. Let me throw this ball again. Boom. And it comes back and it's bigger with more pep. And you're like, wow, that's cool. You throw it back and it's bigger and you throw it back and then it comes back. And it's bigger. And you're like, how many times can we do this? Like, this is, this is awesome. Like I want this to go on all night and it keeps being, getting bigger and bigger and bigger till, when it finally returns to you the ball is so big that it's like a giant wall of jello and you just melt into it and you feel the warmth your whole body is charged with it and it time slows down you get all the classic like where am i what is fucking happening and I tell I tell that story because I don't think that the average person who's who's not in a band, who's not expressive to that level would understand why anyone would dedicate their fucking life to doing this when the the rest of the 23 hours of the day sucks. (laughs) Right. But I also tell this story because I'm like, are you a musician? Yes. Have you felt what I'm talking about? No. When you do hold on to it because it's fleeting. I uh, <clears throat> it, 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 It'll happen once and it may not happen for another 10, 15 years.
1: You know, the other thing that's like missing and maybe, uh, I don't know, I think most, if not all of the other people on this are in a relationship. So I mean, this mm-hmm. other thing that's missing from the night is like, what's going to happen tonight? Yeah. Who am I going to meet? Yeah, Yeah. Like that thing, like for us single folks out here. Oh yeah, for sure,
2: for sure. Or we, even just the, just the camaraderie of the people that you see at like who shows. am I? Even, yeah, even CEO, if you're exactly. already in
1: a relationship, which of my friends are going to be at this event? Yeah, who am exactly. I going to see? Who am I going to have forgot about that? I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm going to see for the first time in eighteen months tonight or two years tonight. Like
2: yeah, I can't count how many like amazing conversations I've had. You know, outside of. A club any club talking to someone and maybe i knew very little of but we'd seen each other around or whatever and you just get in these conversations like sharing this thing that that we have such a passion about and yeah. being able to to have those types of conversations is is it's so life-affirming
1: yeah all the promise of the night is gone
2: yeah. Well, uh, also,
4: also consider this, like at the time when you were having all these conversations, they didn't mean as much to you as they do now. That's yeah. how
1: any good conversation is though. Yeah. You, you're not, you may not even be aware how important it was until like a week later, a month later, a year later, like you'll refer back to it when you need whatever you need from it. Right.
4: Exactly. Exactly. But I think, I think, uh, COVID has exacerbated that. Like everyone is thinking about the best time they had out the best show they went to the best restaurant they went to the best uh a random person that they hung out with for 15 minutes you know they're like this guy's totally gacked on blow but i love him <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no,
1: no, my story about that would have been this guy's totally gacked on blow and since i made friends with him so am i <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, so funny but yeah you know that that uh That those little moments that are just uh, uh, just taken for granted, because especially when you're um, uh, the the guys on the screen right now for people that are listening, uh, we are um, champions of the local music scene. Champions of the night, sir. Champions of the night. <laughs> so that means that the in a in a bus a bustling live uh, non COVID environment, we would be out at a club maybe two three maybe even four times a week. Having you know, fun just,
1: meeting uh, new people, hugging your best friends, like yeah, hugging yeah. a new It'll, best friend you had. You're going to forget about tomorrow, like all the promise of the night,
4: all the promise of the night. And uh, yeah, the the the. The COVID uh, lockdown has taken away our ability to, to, to perform for people, to meet people, you know, to, to have that romantic feeling of, you know, reuniting with people and in front of a, in front of a club under, you know, gathering like moths under, under a light. Fuck, it might
1: be raining and it might be one of the only seven people showed up as your friend who I haven't seen in two years.
4: Fuck that experience is gone. Yeah. It's fucking those experiences are magic. Or you know, you get so drunk that you don't even know where you are and you have to like hobble home.
1: <laughs> right. Now you get so yeah. drunk you forget you're at home and you try to call an Uber, but you're already home.
2: No, no so now where, I- where are you going to? Do you punch in your own address? And you're like, What what, what? <laughs> I actually have a funny story about that. I I, I
4: I I was working Lyft for a while just because I wanted to see what the whole thing was, right? This is a um,
1: funny story about me. No, 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 not that one. But oh, we, don't tell, we, tell that one. It's okay. Well, it's, it's played out.
2: Wait played a second. I, 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 I liked that story
1: before you told it. I'm a hipster.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I
4: picked up a guy uh, once, and uh, he got into the car, and I said, uh, "I said, cool. So you need to go to this uh, this location." He's like, "Nah." I was like, "What's going on?" And he's like, uh, "Just drive anywhere." Like, <laughs> okay. And he was obviously high or something, but he was like a, kind of in a bad mood. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll drive wherever you want. And he's like, pull, pull, pull over there. And I was like, we haven't even gotten on the road. And he's like, just, just pull over there. I was like, okay. So we literally dove across the street and pulled over, uh, and took a, took a, a left, like in front of this building. And it was a liquor store. And he says, hold on, And he gets out of the car, and he goes, you want me to get you anything? I'm like, no, I'm your driver. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He goes into the liquor store, buys a pack of smokes, comes out, and he gets back in the car. And I said, so where, where, where are we going for the rest of the night? And he goes, take me home. Okay. And I literally drove a quarter of a block to his doorstep. And he got out of the car and he gave me a $5 tip. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
1: Like sometimes we just need to see another human being and understand the human beings we've never met exist. And if that that only happens when we're completely fucking wasted, it's just like, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know?
4: well i think i look at it this way like like in the in that environment he could either go on like fucking uh uh, grinder plenty of fish whatever the hell and try to hook up with you but that takes too much that takes too much time effort and then you gotta you gotta take a shower and and prepare your mind for meeting someone and like having a deep intellectual conversation or whatever hey man i'm a
1: fan of grinder and what i'm not looking for on there is a deep intellectual conversation (laughs)
4: Girl, I got enough of that. Um, no, but, uh, and, and uh, maybe this guy just needed to see it, that there was another human being period. And I was like, Hey, I'll be your human being for like five minutes. But like, at some point you're going to have to get out of the car. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, the funny, uh, by the way, the funny story was that uh, I, I attended a show uh, with FTB uh, and I was driving at the time and the driver, the, the, the ride just happened to end in, And, uh, uh, Mountain View next to that fucking St. Patty's pub or whatever the hell, the, the, the place that they played all the time. And uh, so I showed up and of course I drank a couple of sodas and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to start my driving now. So yeah, now the show's over and I don't want to get, I don't want to get picked up by anybody that's at the show because they all know me. Right. I just want to be incognito. So I drive about a mile away and I'm sitting in the dark, just waiting for the, the light to go off on the app and it goes bing and it's Dave. and i come back and i open the door and he says mind if i sit in the front i'm like cool and he's like looking out the side window he's like awesome bands tonight and he's just going on and on it's like i've had so much to drink yeah my house is up here how long you been doing this uh that's cool that's cool and then (laughs) i drop him off and i didn't say anything i didn't say a word i just dropped him off he's like thanks and walked got out and I drove on the rest of my night, and I was like, "I'm going to tell him one of these days." And I told him, I told him when it was live on the air. He had me on as a guest, and I told him to his face.
1: Oh, you know what's great is the first time you told that story—the funniest time. Nobody was listening to us because we were just on like our own IceCast server that you had to connect to to listen to a show. Do
2: you have it archived?
1: Yeah, of course. It's on our website. Come on,
2: nice. I'm
1: I'm I'm that kind of person. Nice. Fuck. We should have been on Twitch at that time, but also I feel like we did a bunch of shit in that period that would have got us kicked off of Twitch.
4: <laughs> good times.
1: Good times. Juan. And one Juan is last Juan One, hey. do you have um, a, a favorite local love memory you'd like to share? Man, there's so many. Um when my PK
3: uh, came on and sang live, I thought that was pretty, pretty amazing performance. And um, I, I, I didn't realize this, but we we recorded that event, and it was like it came out pretty amazing, man. And I think that was one of the high, high, you know cool highlights of the uh, early
1: shows, you know, having PK on and doing that performance. My favorite local love memory, I think, is Kenny Thomas the first time he came on because I had no idea how to deal with Kenny Thomas. I think that's my favorite local love memory. Mm -hmm. I don't think I know Kenny Thomas. That's all right. We got John Renna in the chat. Oh, Kenny Thomas's music is dope, by the way. It's like this kind of like Southern funk.
4: Oh, I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kenny Thomas and the Southern Baptist. Yeah. It's just, the music is dope. We'll play that after I this, have, this John Renna track. I see John Renna up in the, the chat, and he sent me a new track. I this. did have one more, one more memory to add, and that was all the people that were in the room in early days. All those <laughs> dude, motherfuckers. Fucking, like, dude, it did. Like, there were a couple people that came over for the show, right? And they would just bring an entourage to my apartment. I mean,. <laughs> Juan's exactly. been in my living room. Curtis passed through it. You've been in my living room. My living room's pretty big for an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there were fucking 20 people in my living room. I think it was fucking Mr. Smooth that brought his entourage.
2: <laughs> He's rolling 20 <laughs> deep. <laughs> Fuck up, oh, parties. Yeah. There were
1: like 20 people in the living room listening to the show and like four people on IceCast. <laughs> like. <gasps> That's like so funny. Kenny Thomas brought a bunch of people too, but they were cool. I don't know. Anyway, here's John Renna. This is one more day by John Renna, and we'll be back in a little bit. We're gonna we'll go a little over tonight. We don't have to go into red light right away. song was called one more day it was mm. fucking, fucking lovely mm. one more day love it
4: mm. just another day
1: uh, so what's up everybody how you doing
3: <clears throat> man i'm feeling fantastic feeling fantastic um I'm here right now with my homies here on Echoplexmedia.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Um,
1: I'm high as fuck right now. <laughs> you know what, Ron? Now that you're high as fuck, you bought a new piece of gear, and I'm going to tell you, your mic sounds exactly as the same, the same as on your old piece of gear, but you should tell us about this new piece of gear you bought.
3: Well, um, unfortunately, uh, it, it's kind of like going to be set up for not so much podcast because there's some issues I'm not going to go over right now, but but primarily, um my production is, is largely on, on Mac. Uh, as far no, as you bought a new you know, piece of
1: gear, dude. I hate to cut you off and shit. I hate to be like an aggressive. No, no, I'm getting right to
3: it. I'm getting right to it. So, um, here it is it's a Antelope Zen Go. Wait, you don't even have plugged in? No, no, I'm I'm still, you know, that's why he like sounds the same. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> Um no um just going to be using just it sung with, the praises of not buying that piece of gear if you sounded fine before Well well thanks man No I'm sorry I'm
4: just What I'm, what is what is the the piece of gear what does it do
1: Um it's just a a,
3: a, it's a new audio interface a 2 in 2 audio interface Um I bought it for uh, for for the for like the on the onboard internal effects it has a DSP action going on it, FPGA uh, processing, and um, the clocking is really good. It's a 64-bit base clocking, and the preamps and the converters are, uh, I, I'd say, pretty stellar. And um, so far, uh, doing my test on it, because I just got it, a couple of days ago, running some uh, projects on, off of it on the Mac, it just sounds really good. Um, and, uh, you can tell there's a little noticeable little, uh, crystalline type of sound higher end, you know, mm. I don't know if it's because of the converters or the preamps or whatever, but uh, it's a decent price, man. It's like, um, you know, uh, less than five, I think 499. Mm. So it's, yeah, that's what I got. And, uh, so I'll report later on after I dial it in. Cause I'm, I just got it. And there's a couple of, things i need to get familiar with like the the routings
1: and such oh what's that what's the who's the manufacturer and would you recommend it for me antelope audio and i i
3: yeah i'd I'd recommend you check out their website 16. they uh i know they have one that does at least uh it's it's the
1: orion 32 and thirty two. Is that how many grand it costs or how many how many channels it has? Channels,
3: channels, channels down, channels. But check out I'm high right now, so I can't go over all this shit. No, I'm like messing um, with you
1: by trying to like get you to recall facts I thought you didn't notice. Man, I'm just, you know, like I said, uh
2: I'm just you're harsh in his vibe, Dave. That's exactly what I'm doing. Okay, okay.
3: Here here it is in a nutshell. You know, I'm just like happy to like uh you know, you just do some music stuff and, you know, try to jingle some beats out and at the same There's time also jingles, get you make us
1: jingles. What was that? You said you were happy to jingle some beats out? Is that what you said? Jingle some beats out. You, know, you, know, right. like, could you make some jingles? <laughs> I
3: could if you were to give me something. Give me a theme and I'll do it. For, For sure. Jingle. Yeah, What's give the me theme? like what To the like theme what
2: Shaft. Want?
3: <laughs> Some yeah. little
2: spitty synth going, you know, <laughs> A little wah Do-do-do. guitar. Do-do-do. <laughs> there you go.
3: Do-do-do. Do-do-do. But, um, yeah, man, um, you know, I'm just, uh, like, I don't know, I'm just hearing this conversation and I like what I'm hearing, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I like what I'm hearing, I like what uh, Curtis is saying, and um, yeah, good, good shit. Totally awkward good shit, but yeah, <laughs> awkward,
1: but really good.
4: Can, can, can I share? Can I share my my purchase today? My purchase? Yeah,
1: yeah, go ahead. Like, Here? like, yeah. So,
4: so I, I I got on I got online the other day, and I was like, okay, I I, I need to I need to have my game because Dave is giving me too much shit about my microphone. <laughs> oh, did you buy um, something?
0: Uh,
4: and so. Guess, um, yeah, and so I'm like, do I buy one of these ridiculously expensive microphones, or mm-hmm. you know, get an interface?
1: You're in a band. You already have a microphone. Yeah, exactly,
4: exactly, exactly. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to get an interface, I already have an interface, but it's on an older computer that can't do what this computer can do as far as getting online. So, so now I'm I'm like stuck in this like uh, historical product zone and i need to get into today's product we'll call it the uh,
1: historical and, uh, product never never land
4: yeah exactly it is it is never neverland so i get i i get on uh ebay right? I'm just going to go for something cheap, right? And so I'm like looking at stuff and then everyone's like, oh, focus right, focus right. And I'm like, yeah, yes, but focus yes, right. It, yes. it's, always, it's always one or two inputs. Like I need like something big. Uh, I have
1: 16 that, channels from them.
4: I want like a, a gigantic one, right? So uh, I have 16 they have channels company.
1: from them, but it was
4: $1,000. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they have something called the 18 i8 and it's like Four inputs on the front, like four full-on XR, XLR inputs with uh, with mic preamps on the front, and then four uh, uh, inputs on the back. Right, so it's a true eight input, but but only four of them get the mic, the mic pre, and the uh, forty-eight um, uh, uh, volt uh, uh, phantom power. Right. So I get on, and I'm like, okay, uh, all of these are like in the, th- uh, they're all used and abused. Um, and they're in the, like the $400 category, right. Like brand new, it's like a $700 piece. Right. And I get on and I was like, Oh, here's one that just, uh, that debuted a couple days ago. It doesn't have a lot of hits on it. I'll just like it and come back and check on it. So I get the email that says, Oh, it's about to, it's about to go and, uh, and flip, right. You know, it's about to, to end its cycle. So I get in like, uh, you know, 30 seconds in to the, to the end. And I place a, place a bid on it and i got it for 130 bucks fabulous that's wow
1: (laughs) no just like like the the thing is like any you're on a mac and so that like makes things like a little more complicated but just any modern piece of gear with like a place to plug your microphone in and a real mic it's gonna sound fantastic
4: yeah for sure for sure yeah but i want i kind of want to take it uh, like i'm using this old mac with uh um uh, with uh and, give it it six weeks even until
1: even we switch it. curtis to linux he'll just buy like a shitty old laptop and do this on linux <laughs> give it six weeks <laughs> i'll send the media wench after <laughs> curtis i would be like media wench be less nice <laughs> rate curtis until he does linux
4: yeah the, the the actually the best uh, computing experience and i, I know you're you're going to be like what when uh when you hear this is um the google chromebook no
1: it's quite is, good if all you have to do is like is, look at your shit yeah
4: yeah it's really good it's really it's like uh the fastest start and stop times you know like if you're if you have to like um like oh i gotta restart my computer it's like boom boing it's like that fast it's unbelievable yeah and yeah, especially
3: uh, if you're working with cloud applications it's, it's just you know well
4: funny. everything's cloud applications now like there's very rare mm-hmm. do you have do you have actual applications that you have to have on your desktop so at this point you don't need a computer
1: well it depends what you're doing like i need applications running locally here to do this but yeah like most people aren't doing like a science project and a live stream at the same time.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, and they're cheap. You know, they're usually like uh, five bones and, and uh, fast, as the, fast as a whip. So. But then they get you on the, uh, the Google Drive. You got to pay for the Google Drive at that point. Because you'll be living off of it. Indefinitely.
3: Oh, you talking about like the the storage you have to pay? Yeah, up for?
4: yeah. Everybody, everybody gets like twenty gigab gigabytes or something like that for free, and then uh and then once you exceed that, then you gotta then you gotta pay the piper.
1: but although mm-hmm. I like have two terabytes from them, and it's like nine dollars a month. It's not like they're like they're taking this massive yeah. amount of money.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't even care. I just use it for, like, whatever I need it for. I was just like, I should get this much. It's cheap.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I. think, though, that I have uh, I have a problem with um, pretty much all SACE products, you know, the software as a service. Um, Echo Plus
1: just- Media, not software as a service. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no i i just come from the era where people when you bought something you actually bought something it was physically yours you know i went in uh, <clears throat> uh i want to get a, a adobe photoshop you would go and get a fucking box that said adobe photoshop and i tried just throwing
1: tinfoil hats at the screen yeah. i just thought i started like you know that no i like i don't know i live in that world it's just harder yeah like what Juan will tell you, I live in that world. I own all the hardware I have. Like the software I run doesn't belong to anybody because it's just like a bunch of dorks made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I live in in that world. It's just hard to live there. Things don't work yeah. right away. You got to go onto the forums to figure it out. Yeah. Roll yeah. your own. Roll your own. Right. <laughs> roll, roll your, roll your streaming, own. Streaming. EchoFlex Media. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but it also has like, it has a high, it like has a highlight like correlation with people who have not invented here syndrome. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know what that is. I have the worst case of not invented here syndrome. If we didn't roll it ourselves, I just don't trust it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, something to be said for having a uh, control over it for sure. For sure, I, I just I just don't like the the idea of I'm reliant on somebody else's cloud, on somebody else's connection, on a on an application that's not living on my computer. That uh, even though I bought it, I don't own it, and at any time they can just yank it away. Oh, it, it's no longer works with your level of computer. We've gone uh, beyond it.
1: Oh, what? Yeah. I uh, live in the other <laughs> world. It's just harder to live here. Yeah. So, what's your what's your thoughts on subscription services where you're subscribing for oh,
3: everything? I, okay.
4: I can
1: tell you real quick. You've chosen to give them money.
4: Well, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's, that's mm-hmm. called software as a service. It's a, it's making any, anything that's software you can make into a service, you yeah. make it into a subscription so they can leech your, your, your wallet. Oh, this one's only $3. This one's only $7. Oh, but you got to have uh you got to have uh, certain updates and those updates will cost you another $15, but only one time. And then you uh, do a $1.50 uh, added extra every month. It's like, oh my, fucking god yeah i live
1: on the other i like literally (laughs) like run this thing on a philosophy the whole thing here is like based on like the the all of the computing here exists on a philosophy that rejects that yeah like the software here i don't own it but somebody wrote it for free all of it yeah except discord that's the only thing i'm running that people didn't write for free so there's like another way it's just hard
4: Well, it's, you don't own it in the traditional sense that you, that you paid for it, but it's yours. It's on your computers. There's not some guy that can just like yank it, you know?
1: I mean, if he's smart enough and can break into my computer, they could, I guess, shut my show down.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there are people out there that can do that, but it doesn't matter.
1: But the the flip side of that is it's harder. It's just straight up harder to live on the other side of that. That dynamic.
4: Yep. It used to be easier. It used to be that you could go down to Fry's and look at all the pretty boxes and choose the box that was not as expensive as the other box and go, well, maybe I can get the plugins later. <laughs> but uh, not anymore. Not anymore. It's all stupid.
1: It's I think it's, us- I think it's easier to be on the open source side now than it was to be on the Windows side 20 years ago. But I think everybody's gotten so used to everything just working that even, like, the minor inconvenience, like, stops them from, <clears throat> like, engaging in their software interactions in a way that values, like, their freedom and their autonomy. Like, yeah, this is the shit I don't talk about. This is, like, some philosophical fucking open source shit I don't ever talk about. Like, I haven't probably talked about this in fucking three years on the air but like legitimately the doll. like
4: where on all did they hurt you, <laughs> you know, they, nobody
1: hurt me but like legitimately like 20 years ago it was way harder to use commercial software than it is mm-hmm.
4: right now to use non-commercial software facts yeah you had to you had to fucking learn things <laughs> and there wasn't a youtube video for everything
1: yeah so mm-hmm. like yeah i i like think that uh uh folks should uh generally abandon commercial software generally i don't think they have to i ain't that mad
2: i think they should yeah yeah there's some things that they just don't make a non-commercial i mean although like linux has like uh what's gimp or whatever for photoshop but it's still not the same it's not as good like yeah
1: no i don't mean like you shouldn't ever use commercial software if you have work to do i just feel like the bias in the way that you use your computer every day should go the other way so like okay sure i have to install windows on a computer to use photoshop to do my job but otherwise i'm like browsing the web why am i using windows like i feel like it should just go the other way that's all
2: but like you said i mean the other way is it requires a little bit more work and not everybody has the patience or skill to overcome some of those hurdles to make make uh you know open source software function on their machine i mean i'm clearly a
1: genius and look at all this shit that <laughs> i mean come on dude i'm like not that much smart i can't possibly be like 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 some kind of fucking super genius fucking galaxy brain mother no i think that like people are just trained to use other tools and that's just uh, what they use and there's they get good certainly at those, yeah they get good at those other tools
2: anyway there is whatever certainly that
1: I don't, I don't preach open source on this show enough, but this is why you tune into local love. We're not getting out of here, but we're going to cut this podcast off. Mm-hmm. So uh, podcast listeners, check out all our shows. You can just search Echoplex Media in your podcaster of choice. Subscribe to this one if it's the first time you ever listen to it. Although if it's the first time you ever listened to it, you didn't listen to the very end. Um, follow us, twitch.tv slash Plex Media <laughs> and give us money you go to Equiplexmedia.com hit the support tab and there'll be all the ways to give us money and uh, we'll be right back with the after show this is uh, The Road by the Poppy Jasper Band Mm
6: Dear Ophelia, I'm sorry I left you all alone But that tune burns bright in my eyes Such a long way to go I'm hopeful the road's straight ahead Where I need to go, I
0: need to go
6: to my sons and daughters. Yeah, strangers I've met on this road. And there's a price to pay. Who you get up? The only thing you own But that fire burns bright in my eyes Such a long way to go I'm hopeful the road straight ahead Will take me Where I need to go Thank you Straight ahead Will take me Where I need to go